good. I was just telling Joe we're COVID suspicious. Debbie's very unwell. You will no doubt hear her cough at some point. Are you guys vaccinated? Are you guys vaccinated? Yes. All right. Both double jabs, so it's not going to be anything serious. It's either a very nasty cough that she's got or COVID. Um, so obviously we're suspicious. Yeah. Do do you guys have the like the the the, the quick test thingies? Yeah, we got we got tons of them for dev work. Yeah. But I think I think the way it goes is that even if Deb is positive, I think I probably can't go out and see people. Sure. Can't imagine it's going to work any differently to that. Oh yeah, your your wife's got COVID. That's fine. You can still come and teach people drums. I don't see it. <laughs> I don't see it going that way. That'd be great, though. <laughs> yeah, so I'll, I'll I'll offer some uh, I'll offer video lessons, you know, to whoever can. No biggie. You give drum lessons to like kids or is it adults or both or what? Both, all ages. Yeah. I've had as young as four and as old as 74. Ah, cool. Nice. Yeah, yeah I like it that way. Um, it's interesting with the kids. I have to manage parents' expectations and be quite firm with when it's too soon. Um, there's a there's a stigma around quitting that I run into. People don't seem to like to start something and then take a break, come back later. They uh, maybe it's a British thing. Maybe it shows up in more cultures than just that. Um, oh, but for they, sure. seem to, they seem to want to persevere. There's a value judgment on perseverance over saying, Do you know what, it's too soon. Now come back when the kid is asking questions. Because a lot of the time it's more appropriate for a four-year-old to just bang around. Right. So I say to them, take the money that you would have put into lessons, buy a drum kit and let them just hog smash for a while. Right. And then bring them back when they start asking, oh, how, how does it go in the songs? You know, how is the drummer on the record doing it? Yeah. They, they, they don't tend to like to hear that. So, um, that leads to some interesting conversations. Yeah, it's kind of weird because like a lot of times professionals, they all have these stories about starting at a very young age. And we maybe know from experience that like something that we started at a young age like is helpful. But then at the same time, like you don't want to like ruin a kid's childhood, <laughs> you know? Right. And so, yeah. So in those professionals, history is one of two things, either a strong affinity or strong discipline from some elder somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Maybe both. Um, but certainly my favorite players who have those stories are the naturals. You know, the, the kids who just, you couldn't get the sticks out of their hands if you wanted to. And of course, they're the musicians that we all want to go out and enjoy. <laughs> yeah. What kinds of music are you guys into? I've been through everything, dog. I've been through everything. Hey, Alex. Hey, hey how's Alex? it going? What's up, hey, guys. Joe was just about to tell us what kind of music he's into. Uh, I, I don't actually. I actually don't really listen to music. Uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> what the hell, man? <laughs> I don't know. I guess I guess it's like a sign you're getting old or something. You just are like I, I like I like singing to myself though. You know, like. But I'm, it's starting to get to the point where, like, I don't really care to discover new music. I'm just I'm happy with the same songs that I listened to when I was 16, and yeah. they're probably just going to be there with me at this point. And well, you're, yeah. <laughs> you're not you're not averse to music. That was my first uh, my first. No, no, I'm not. I'm not averse. I'm not averse to it. I just I just find that like, especially relating to my practice, a lot of the music that I listen to is like not really helpful. I was really into like death metal and like gangster rap music and uh, like both of those are not really like maybe the most wholesome things <laughs> yeah, I'm, i'm still into both of those <laughs> and they well they can't i mean they can be wholesome if you just like ignore like the lyrics i guess but yeah there's just something uh yeah about it that i don't know i can i can actually relate to what you're saying and i've i've uh caught i've watched myself being like Man, can I still, I'm not sure if I can still listen to this anymore, but luckily for me so far, uh, a few things have remained and I've always been like, man, as long as there's still something about it that I'm enjoying, I'm not going to keep myself from listening to it. Yeah. Right. Love it. It's just the, ad it's just the attitude that you're listening with. If you're li feeling a lot of like joy and peace and then what, I mean, what what difference does it make you know yeah it doesn't doesn't really matter what they're, what they're saying or anything got it yeah for me it has been, Alex? i'm all right man i'm all right guys is that the real answer expression tells me otherwise. Yeah, I'm not I'm not feeling too good. What's that? Um I just I I'm really at a loss for words. I just keep doing the practice and um, um, you know, I'll, I'll take a breath and I'll enjoy the breath and then I'll feel some relief and then I'll acknowledge myself for that success. And then all of a sudden like overwhelm or anxiety will come or doubt will come. And then I, and I'll be like, Nope, I'm not going near that. I've I've decided to not, um, you know, go anywhere near that. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna enjoy the breath, and I'll return back to the breath, and uh, it just gets to a point where like I'm like forced to tap out. I, I just it gets so difficult. I I I feel like I'm seeing doubt and failure all the time now. It sticks out like a sore thumb. I can't even just allow things to be the way, like I can't even just practice how I used to practice. Everything is, um, okay. It's just more, is more coarse. I, I see everything in very, very fine detail, uh, a very coarse detail. And I, 
And I was, I was talking to Keyshawn and he's like, you know, it's not enough to notice the breath. That's Western practice. What we're doing is it's an active process. You, you know, you notice the breath, enjoy the breath and then bring wholesome thoughts in. And I'm like sitting here in my head, like, you got this, you can do this. Like you're, you're going to do good. And I, I just feel like I'm going fucking crazy because it's not, it doesn't, I can't say it doesn't work. But there's many, many times that I find evidence that it doesn't work. And whatever I was doing a few days ago, I can't do now. It's so like varying degrees of success and failure. Right? Does that sound inaccurate? No doesn't sound inaccurate. Every practitioner will tell you that they've experienced varying degrees of success and failure along the way. That's what happens when we look back over a period of time. But as I keep telling you, what we're interested in is right now. It sounds like when you put your attention on right now, enjoy that long breath, acknowledge that as success, sounds like there's relief then it sounds like that relief isn't enough for you and there's the dukkha does that sound accurate oh and i've been noticing that too where i'll be like oh well what do i want more oh there's wanting more okay that's good seeing let's just bring bring back to the breath and it just I just feel like I'm doing it so much. Like I'm, I'm yeah. going back to the breath, phenomena, back to the breath, phenomena, back to the breath, phenomena, back to the breath, phenomena. And I'm always seeing it, whether I'm intentionally, um, in, intentionally noting it or not. And it's just, yes, it's, it's what, difficult. What's missing brother is you're not patting yourself on the back for all of this. You deserve that pat on the back. I don't. The rest of our brothers here will back me up on that. I don't know how. I don't know how anymore. I don't know how. Well, so you're coming face to face with this tendency within your conditioning to call yourself a failure. And the lack thereof, the ability to congratulate yourself. Can you find even a flicker that says that this is wholesome, this is beneficial, this is worthwhile? This is where the victory is won, brother. We have a tremendous opportunity here, and we're all right behind you. To see this and say, Be okay right now. No matter what the phenomena are, I can choose the breath instead. I can acknowledge that as a success. And I deserve a pat on the back for that. I deserve congratulation. I deserve praise. I know what you're talking about, and I and I do do that. It just it feels like there's something wrong with me. Like I can't actually do it. I can't actually 
do it. You like there's something to. there's something missing in my brain or something. Well, and that's precisely what we're here to discuss. So you're in the right place. You have done this successfully. That's a heck of a lot more than most of the population today. You have done this successfully. You've seen in your direct experience that it's possible. Therefore, there can't be anything terminally wrong with the hardware. It's not that there's some part of the brain missing because you've done it at least once. I know what you're saying and like that's what I tell myself too but I I don't even see that right now. I don't see that I've seen it. I don't know what I've seen anymore. I I can't I can't trace it. I can't look back to my memory and be like for certain that I did see something and that I have evidence that I can do this. Well, that's the benefit of Sangha is I can tell you that you experienced that. I remember it well. I remember the genuineness of your being in that relief. I remember your smile. It's genuine. But what if I just was faking it? What if I was pretending to myself? And and that was maybe at least a little better than now, but it was still pretend, and hence why I am where I am now. Well, now we're now we're trying to investigate the past, which is a fool's errand best we have is that I can tell you that I experienced that as genuine and I think you experienced it as genuine too that you can't bring back that feeling right now doesn't take away from the point that's important here which is that we have evidence that it's possible certainly you could say this that what you experienced was a better condition than what you're than what you're experiencing now. It was in the direction of Duke Naroda. Correct? I'll tell you explicitly it was. It was in the direction of all of my positive values. Doc? Yeah, uh, I wanted to mention two things. One, uh, what, I've, what I've experienced a number of times that backlashes are not only common, but almost to be expected um, in a way. And sometimes it can even feel like they're coming back even harder than it was even before was before. And another thing, uh, I'm not sure if this is at all applicable here, but I've uh, I, I've done some reading in the um, in in Daniel Ingram's book, and he mentions a phase uh, uh, in in the process of insight practice actually. Um, where uh, at first you're going, everything's going smooth with your practice, and suddenly you cross a barrier uh, where you find that none of the shit that was going so well for you before you can do anymore, and that it's um, that it's kind of the nature of that of that crossing a certain line that bring can bring this about. 
And I'm not sure if this is at all applicable here, as I said, but the principle behind it, something just struck a chord there for me, that this can, could happen. I think it's, I think it's a useful uh, reportage to bring in many practitioners, many, many practitioners, Alex, report these two things that, that Dan just mentioned. Now, they're not things that we want to aim at, but they are things that people report in retrospect. It seems that everything's going well, and then there's this backlash, this kind of equal and opposite arrival of some massive dukkha. Or then number two, that you cross some threshold in practice, all in big air quotes. This is all just using language to report on our practice as best we can, but see thousands of these reports that it seems as though some threshold is crossed and then we, for some reason, no longer have access to all of that good practice that we were doing. Or what's the answer in both of these cases? Keep practicing. To keep using those skillful means gently resolve confidence because we've confirmed for ourselves over and over and over and over again that no matter how shitty this gets practice is the way out and through then uh, what do you think uh, what do you think if uh, if we decompose it uh, he said that uh, the practice is going smo smoothly and then some shit happens and like you don't like you can't uh, 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 you can't overcome something I mean, is, is that what you said like a, a change of phase uh, 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 I, uh, am i right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, if that's the case then let's decompose it uh, because it's it's a uh, uh, reality is, is composed of experience and then there is what you add to it. So what was going smoothly, everything was going smoothly. And then there there was something that happened. Maybe, uh, maybe it was uh, the perception of uh, impermanence, anicca, something uh, uh, that went uh, like you did not expect it. And then there was your reaction to it. You didn't like it. And when you didn't like it, uh, there comes the dukkha. So I, think, uh, I, I don't know about your situation, but is that the case? Well, let's try to decompose because there's nothing like it's going smoothly, then shit happens. It's too general and it doesn't describe describe it very well. Like, like let's decompose it. Like what actually happened? Was there a disappointment? If that's the case, then uh, you should let you should let go of what uh, you were attached to, and right there, when you let go, you overcome it. That phase that that says like you can't do it, you actually you overcome the actual phase. The phase is not there anymore, and everything is is great again.
what happened is I just took in a breath, let the breath out, enjoyed the breath, noticed that there was enjoyment in the breath, acknowledged that as a success, started saying wholesome thoughts like this is good, I can do this, I'm doing a good job. And then some kind of thought showed up like, I don't, I don't really know exactly what it was, but it's, it's something like that resembles doubt or frustration or did you believe even it? just even did you believe it? Did you believe the thought when it arises? That thought of the doubt of that unwholesome thought, did you believe it actually? Like right there, did you believe it? You should not believe it. It's fake. It's lying to you. That thought is fake. You should see it just as a thought, as a habitual, a bad habit in the mind. You see it as a thought and throw it away. That's that's what I saw it as. Yeah, I saw I I because I made the choice to not in that moment and every moment forward. I made the choice to not engage with that unwholesome stuff anymore. Just no, I'm not doing that. I'm gonna focus on the breath and enjoy the breath instead. You, you also can be okay with the thought when it arises because the thought is going to arise. That you cannot always prevent it. And unwholesome no, thought will arise. You cannot always stay with the breath. It will arise, but you, you should be really fast. When the thought arises, don't believe it. I was I very think. fast. I was know. very fast. I was very fast about it. I was like, okay, I'm just going to enjoy the breath right now. Like, I was very... No, you come back to the breath. No, with the thought. At that thought, stay with that thought and see it as a thought. Just a thought, and you do not believe it. Don't just, don't go well, back right... Well, I was doing that for like the past couple days, but that got to be a lot of work for me and a lot of it got complicated. So then Dan and I talked this morning and he's like, just let's just enjoy the breath right now. Let's make it easy. Let's put you, put it on easy mode for you. And so I tried that and, um, so I was very rigorous. Whenever I saw the thought, I was like, okay, no, I'm not going to stay with that thought. I've stayed with that thought so much for the past few days. I'm very aware of what doubt and frustration and uh, these unwholesome sensations look like. So I'm just going to, um, I'm just going to come back and enjoy the breath and, and let this be enough right here. Let this, uh, this can be satisfying. And that's what I was saying to myself. And Somehow, for some reason that is unbeknownst to me, there's just more sensation of doubt and failure um, or sensations in the body, too, that just get so overwhelming that and I do the same thing. I'm like, no, 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 I'm not going to do that. Or like, oh, wait, no, now I'm really worrying. Like, man, I really can't do this. Nope, there it is again. I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm just going to enjoy the breath. And. And then I would sometimes acknowledge myself for it. I would say, okay, I'm doing good. And it just, it just seems like nothing I'm doing is working and no talking about it is working either. I, I feel like I know everything that all of you are saying, but it's not hitting me like it was. 
these 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 practices aren't actually permeating like they have been. Okay, man. It's, it's like just empty words. I get it. Okay, so the, these thoughts, these sensations, they're not you. You are not the thought. You are not the sensation in the body. So what you got to do, if they arise, let them arise. Do not believe them. Let them arise. And let them seize also. They arise and they seize. Let them seize. Don't hold on to them. Okay, I'm going to be mindful of that thought and you hold on to that thought. No, let it rise. It rises on its own. You're not that thought. You're not that sensation in the body. So let it arise and let it seize also. It will arise and it will seize by itself because they are not you. And when they seize, just go back to the breath. Stay with the breath. And I've, do I've it done all that. that time so it, uh, you're, uh, you will progress. When you do it again and again, get better at it. I don't want you, I don't want anyone, I, Muhammad, I don't want you to hear this like you're not being helpful or anything, but but everything you're saying, I've, I've been doing. I've done that. I've done that. Debbie's got something to add. Hiya. Hey, Deb. Hello. I may sound really different because I'm going really fast. Anyway, I, I heard what you said, Alex, and... Um, I want to tell you something about my smoking behavior, right? So I've been struggling with it. I've been kind of playing this whole um, t talking myself, trying to talk myself out of it when the urges arise, right? And I've noticed something that the more I tell myself not to smoke, my, my ego starts behaving like a whiny kid. They'd be like, no, but, and the more it, the urge will come up, right? It's it's because you it perceives the, that no as a kind of negative thing, right? It gets threatened and it, it tries to force and come back at you with double energy. So if you tell yourself that no, from here on, I'm not going to believe I'm not going to focus on this. It's going to be all the more threatened and come back at you with more energy. Instead, what you can do is, like Dan always says, coming back to the breath. Now, I believe that you've tried that so many times, but what generally tends to happen is we can enjoy the breath in a superficial level and then on a deeper level where you're actually engaging in the bodily sensations. And I have noticed on the superficial level, I can enjoy the breath, but it does not affect anything. It doesn't change anything in me. But when I actually engage in, in enjoying the breath in a deeper level, I find this marker, like my shoulders, my arms will go away. So maybe you can investigate and see what kind of physical markers actually let you distinguish on which level you're engaging with the breath. And then that task, if you start doing that, that task is going to act like a distraction, right? And then you're not telling yourself, no, you're not going to engage in this. You're going to take a breath instead. But if you tell yourself that at the back of your head, 
you're still expecting those two steps to fix it for you. But if at the moment you investigate your breath and your bodily sensations, like, oh, let me figure out which level of engaging with the breath am I doing really? What are the physical markers? How, how tense is my shoulder? Am I sweating really? Is my, has my frown gone away? Are my hands cold? This kind of thing, it's going to take your mind off, right? Does that make sense? It does, yeah, thanks. And that, that was something I saw today too, where I noticed it kind of just sometimes goes into like going through the motions, focusing on the breath. And it's just like there in the background, just like when you're like watching TV and things are like there in the background. But then I notice like, oh, okay, what about actually like enjoying the breath? And then when I do that, um, it does it does seem to help. Yeah, Just. but I, I hear you. It's easy to, you know, get to that deep level of enjoyment of the breath. So I find like actually looking for these physical cues can trigger that engagement on a deeper level. But because you you're not just telling yourself mentally, oh, take a breath, take a breath, take a breath, and you know, just going on at yourself and repeating a phrase. You're actually trying to do something. I feel like that helps me. Maybe it can help you. Just give it a try, maybe. Thank you, Deb. Thanks. Um. Adding on to what Debbie said here, um, uh, it struck me a bit from what you what you uh, shared from your from your recent experience, Alex, that um, at least partly you seem to be going at the whole thing with an with a bit of an attitude of like um, that that it it kind of seemed a bit forced to me, like okay now now I'm gonna do this. Um, and like a bit, a bit like um, you've something in you at least was trying to latch on to. Okay, this is it. This is it. Um, I gotta do this. I gotta do this. And while this deliberate approach, of course, can be helpful, um, it kind of what uh, I, I really like how, how Debbie put it that it's it's kind of put a more 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 restriction on it and more more of a must and should which which in itself can feel restricting and trigger a trigger a um, like a cranky response from within of course well, must and should is dukkha right there right and there is indeed um, an emergency Right, Alex. Urgency. You want to get out of your Duca expectations. Yeah. Does that sound accurate, Alex? Thanks, Dag. Um, well, just the sense that you know this. Damrado says very clearly, like this is an active. Uh, this is an active practice this is not a passive practice so i so, mean so now we're getting to a finer level here 
when, when we say, well, something can be active and urgent, or something can be active uh, in a gentle way, kind way, loving way. And that's that's what I did. That's that's what I was practicing today with the breath. I was trying to be just in, just you know just take one moment at a time and enjoy the breath, but not like not you know you said you don't have to like audibly sigh. You don't have to like you you could just you can just take in a breath, let a breath out, and I was I was yes reminding us. myself to be gentle. Yes. That's that's great. I'm certainly not talking about when I mentioned gentleness versus urgency. I'm talking about physically how you're breathing. I'm talking about attitude. I, I know, dude. My... Thing. And this is there's something that I've that I've noticed in myself and also, for example, with Nora, um, that this. I, I don't know how, how, how much it is with you, but this kind of sense of urgency and must that we have, it can be so deeply ingrained that it's purpose, that it's possible that it can latch onto virtually anything, man. And I've found I've found that one of the most helpful things, at least momentarily, is um, that when when you when you catch it. Uh, because you can catch it, you can see it playing out with, uh, before it played out with, I don't know, I gotta do this work or that kind of work, or I gotta keep my, keep up on my appointments or whatever, and then that burns you out and you see, and you turn through to, to meditation and mindfulness practice or whatever, and then it, it sneakily, subtly latches onto that, and when you see that it that it does that and if when you've seen it enough times at some point you will see it and you will just you you will be you will be able to laugh at it for for its persistence for its uh for the stubbornness in it in a way at least i have experienced it like that that there was a point of like a heartfelt love because it's in a way so absurd and you see that you in a way can't help yourself with it at least not from 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 now to the next second that you can just make it go away. But when you just catch it and see it, and it doesn't mean that it necessarily stops, but you can at least have this little second of, oh man, yeah. <laughs> All right, that's how it goes. That's that's pretty that's pretty absurd, man. Yeah, and the degree to which you can really celebrate those moments is the degree to which we're able to kind of rev up our positive reinforcement. And this is why the focus and attention on the successes is so important. What's the smallest unit of success that we can find? Can we move with that and then begin slowly, gradually that upward spiral as opposed to being caught in Aha. <laughs> that, that's what I call the smallest unit. That's the smallest. Right. You measure it in ahas. Nice. <laughs> Three <Right>. ahas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Because aha isn't trumpets blaring, is 
No. Like, I'm not saying we've got to start up the fanfare. Can we at least get an aha? Yeah, that's great. If we can't get a aha, we could get a ha, right, Dag? I see you, right? And and Alex, I know there's been so many of those going on, but you're you're determined that those don't count as successes, right? Or at least you might be saying the words to yourself as a success, but it doesn't seem to me that you're really acknowledging that as a success. Like I see when you gave me the the kind of play by play that you gave me when we spoke on the phone earlier today. I heard nothing but success, but you feel like it's all a failure. Well, how can that be so? Because it's about interpretation. Yeah, I think one of my greatest challenges right now is uh, the smallest unit of success to find. I don't know. It feels like there's something missing in the connection that I could be making for that unit to actually appear successful for me, that small unit of success to appear successful. That's what's that's what's missing. So let's let's examine that then. Is it or is it not a success? See what the mind is up to. To come back to the breath present moment. Man, it's not I just I see it as like I see it as like something that I see it as like a uh, um, like a guideline. I see it as like something that is to be followed or practiced. I don't see it as like, wow, this is amazing. This is really successful because it's not even really something I'm actively doing anyway it's something that's just kind of happening on its own i'm just seeing it. it it's it's difficult to say that i have anything to do with that success and the more and more i convince myself that it's successful the more and more doubt is like right on the other side of that and so it's like it, it's like a it feels like a losing game Man, you're not missing anything. That's that's the truth. You're not missing anything. The success, the, the sense of success that we're talking about, the sense of happiness, is already there. When I told you these thoughts don't believe them, and you told me, okay, you, that you don't believe them, but then you're saying that you're missing something. Whenever that, uh, that arises, you should not believe it. You're not missing anything. It's already there. Indeed, there's, there's nothing missing. Um, and, we, and we have evidence, as I mentioned earlier, that that's the case because you have been successful in this more than once. Now, Debbie had a really poignant question. Uh, yeah, do you, do you see the disproportion in what you just said? Or in your entire narrative? Do I see so, the proportion? Proportion, yeah. So to me, it seems like you are struggling to appreciate success because you feel like it's either not 
relevant enough or worthy enough or maybe you feel like it's not really you that requires the or deserves the appreciation but when it comes to oh there's doubt there's all of these negative things you very quickly claim it as mm -hmm. yourself my failure you see that yeah got dark going for sure <laughs> <laughs> i do see I that. that because because i've been there i do that and i think what can be useful is to keep in mind that all of these negative things that you're experiencing these are not exclusive these are things that everybody experiences so instead of thinking oh i am being this i am struggling i am not being able to think this is something that is happening and then and this is like really linked to what you were saying about you experiencing as if a part of you is missing right because one time you're able to and the next time you're not so you're confusing yourself as to what's what's the deal what am i not doing correctly Right, so it's maybe useful for you to kind of try and detach yourself from whatever arises in your mind. If you feel like it's too much to, um, you know, claim all of the positives as yourself, as if you feel it's too much for you to right now identify all the positives as part of you, at least see all of that as neutral you know what i mean does that make sense to you let's at least be consistent yeah right let's consistently detach from all of that instead of selectively accepting the negative not appreciating the positive mm -hmm. yeah? i think you're doing a really good job at listening deb i i appreciate you um, showing that you understand my situation and how th this process has been for me. Honestly, I'm I'm not trying to be difficult. It just it just appears to me that no matter what like tips I'm getting or feedback I'm getting from you guys, it feels like there's a there's like a switch in me that is taking everything you guys are saying and like like, like just avoiding it I, I don't know what it is it's 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 like it's not reaching me so i'm not able what that's something to be examined now right is is well hey here i am i've come to the sangha call to receive support from all my friends and yet uh, I'm not taking these words as fully as I could be, but there's, there's something going on. It seems to me that, that, as I said to you earlier on today, it seems that you've got a big old chunk of ego cornered here, in a way of speaking, and that it's kicking and screaming and is determined 
to not go any further with this practice, and so is shutting everything down. I think you said yourself as well that there's a certain kind of fear around the practice, around being happy. So feelings of deserving. Yeah, and I mean... Facing down. What? It seems that this is what you're facing down right now. Yeah, I mean, and it's it's not... It's not that I'm not taking your words in to like help me. It's that no, you are. You're not taking the words in though, because you're like you're in the hindrance right now. So you're not taking the words in. You're absolutely not. So you don't have to justify because you're not, and that's okay. Just observe that. It feels like I actually physically can't. Like there's okay. like there's something that can't. That. Just observe that. Just a sensation. Yeah. And it's really powerful stuff to examine all of this, right? So we've got this this kind of disproportionate going on where the negative is yours, but the positive is not. And then we've also got, as, as Joe's skillfully pointing out here, that it seems this you can't accept these words. So indeed, as Joe says, let's be honest about that and examine it. How could that be the case? You've decided so many times that it's worth making these calls. I can't even say that that's what it is, though, Dan, because there have been so many times over the past days that I have taken every single word that I've gotten from every teacher, from every friend of mine. I've taken okay, every right word. Now, but right I've now. I've understood right it. Right now. It doesn't matter. The past doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. You just have to do it right now. So you got to do it again. And it sucks. I know it sucks. You know, I'm I'm aware. I'm giving you like kind of like advice that it, it might physically feel repulsive right now, but you got to do it. You know, you don't really have a choice. Yeah, I agree. When the mind decides that this is too hard for me, or for any reason I don't want to accept it, it finds all different kinds of reasons to justify. It'll go to the past, to the future, come up with intelligent uh, reasons and justifications, but the best thing to do is examine, ask why, what, and be consistent, like hammer yourself to the point you, you can't answer yourself and then it may all fall apart. Like why can't I, right? I don't know anymore. I'm... Okay, so the not knowing is something to examine. Like that that thought, not knowing, that's something that's interesting to examine. Just keep catching, like each moment that something like that comes, you just keep catching it, you know? And it just starts there. That's, that's the, the, you know... But you can't you can't keep thinking in terms of this like this sort of game, sort of like it's a game that I'm going to win. And because I did this in the past, it means anything in the present, you know. Yeah, I just I I keep I keep noticing it. I keep noticing what you're saying, Joe, 
I keep noticing it. I keep noticing it. I keep noticing everything great. that's going by. That's great. It's just. That's great. That's all you got to do. I feel it'll like change. I'm I'm losing it'll every change. time. It'll change. Yeah, but it'll change on its own. Like, and you know that too because you've been here before. You know, you've been in this mind state. You've felt sad. You felt discouraged. You know the feeling. We all know the feeling. You definitely know how it feels. And you know it's going to change. It's the nature of things. Things change. Sometimes things just come. Like, we don't know why. It's just how it is, you know? Exactly. Anicha. You, you know what I, what, what, what I find pretty funny right now? Um, we sometimes, with Nora, we have these moments where she is like in a, in a kind of closed up, hardened, so to say, hardened emotional state. And I, I see this parallel here to you, Alex. And sometimes I'll just go at her and, and look at her and be like, mm -mm. and I'll do that until she cracks and laughs. <laughs> and I kind of have the, had the impulse to do it right now, but I'm not, I don't know how well it works uh, via Skype. It works better in person. <laughs> So, Alex, you played with those kind of interrupts before, right? I believe it was a, 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 a toilet roll <laughs> that was the Dan Goldfield action figure. Yeah. That you and Abby were waving in one another's face. <laughs> Whatever works. There it is. There was the little smile. Wait, it, yeah. light, it lights up. Hold on. I can make it light up. Hey. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> this is Lulu. <laughs> Thanks, guys. You can be you can be sad and discouraged and all these other feelings, and you can also like maintain this sort of uh, disconnection from it and allow those feelings to just be physical sensations in your body. That's the best way I like to think about it is that when it gets so overwhelming, just come back to the body and allow it and be like, is it so bad feeling this sadness, my depression, whatever it is, you know, is it really that bad? And how does it feel in my body? You know, and you, you'll investigate it and I don't know, generally it's not that bad. Sometimes it's like a tightness in my throat. Like, you know, that's the general one that I notice or sometimes something like in my chest or my stomach feels upset or something like that. But the reality is, is that it's just physical sensations. You know, it's just more sensations that are there and you can still maintain uh, your attention on your breath even while that's going. And so you can kind of like smile and cry at the same time. And it doesn't make sense, but it's possible. Yeah, this, is, this is a lovely direction that you're taking this in, Joe, and it reminds me of a number of times when I discovered that I was very attached to practice being a certain way and to the results of the practice, that at times I would just throw my hands up in the air and say, I give up. I'm going to stop trying. And I'm just going to be with this. I don't know whether that shows up in a suit or not, and I don't much care right now. 
I think it's I think it's letting go. Is that not letting go? Rick, we haven't heard much from you. How are things with you? Well, I came in late, so, you know, it seemed like the direction that this conversation was taking was was where it was. <laughs> so I didn't want to break in with anything. <clears throat> um, pretty well. I'm just getting over that, uh, that cold that it seems like Debbie has. <laughs> and, um, yeah. But um, yeah, things are cool. Uh, I had an interesting experience last night uh, during while I was dreaming. I think it was towards the the last part of my sleep. But even though I wasn't aware I was dreaming, within the dream, I was aware of my thoughts and I was observing my thoughts within the dream. It was very strange. I never had that experience before. But it was very interesting. Not enough to say, oh, I'm dreaming. I couldn't figure that out until I was awake. But certainly, it was like a practice going on within the dream. And I thought, wow, I must be meditating a lot if it's infiltrating other states, right? So I thought I would definitely like to share all that with you. <laughs> Just as an interesting observation. I don't know. I'm not going to look at it as as a sign of progress. I don't know that that's true. It's just an interesting situation that I ran into um, last night. I was like, oh, wow. Enough to where I was able to remember it and everything. Oh, OK. That was pretty cool. I thought so. Yeah. That is cool. I've never heard it. I've never had that happen. <laughs> <clears throat> So it's, it wasn't like you were lucid dreaming? It was something different? No, it was more like within the dream I was reflecting on the thoughts I was having. That's what was going on. It was not like I was consciously... I wasn't sitting, meditating in the dream. It was more like as occurrences were going on, I was watching my reaction to them, emotional reaction to them. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's what happened. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Bye, Alex. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye, Alex. Bye. Thank Take you. care, man. It'll be all right. Rick, was that what you wanted to catch up about? 
No, no. I was just, it was just, uh, I just wanted to wish you like uh, a happy new year's. That's all. <laughs> it was so simple. Nothing, nothing fancy. I wasn't, nothing was pressing. It was just, oh, happy new year, dude. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I didn't have anything like heavy going on. So, um, a little bit. Like I said, I, I just uh, was making it through that uh, that yucky cold. So we um, we just uh, I think we took a nap right until eleven thirty, and then we woke up briefly, did our little you know good luck grapes, you know, and then uh, maybe our one thirty. Went back to sleep for a good long while. <laughs> so, you know, it's just a, it's very low key because we're both, um, you know, recovering. So that's it. So you had a nappy new year. A nappy new year. Nappy. Clever. <laughs> Clever. That deserves a t shirt. <laughs> Having na a nappy new year. Thanks for joining us again, brother. <clears throat> Oh, we can't hear you. Are you muted? Uh, I told you, I'm happy to see everyone, and I also wish you a happy year. Smiles all round. <laughs> Is there anything else anyone wants to bring to the table? Um, yep. Just a su suggestion. Okay, you, you go ahead. Uh, all right, thanks. Uh, what Rick what Rick shared about his dream reminded me. I I had some some time ago. I, I had a dream, uh, which in which I also didn't did not become lucid, but it was very interesting because it was like in the in the morning. Like it must have been like 10 minutes before I actually got out of bed or something. And I was lying there in bed dreaming that I had already gotten up and was getting dressed. But I had from from the the two things that I put my 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 clothes on every day. Uh, I had one. I usually have one of those and there were two of them. For some reason in that dream. And they were they were making a mess of the space that I have here of, of the arrangement. And I the, all the time I was like, this is strange. Something's not right here. It wasn't enough to actually make me lose it in the dream. But I was like, this is something's not right here. <laughs> mm. And at, at the same time, I was really totally convinced I had already gotten up. <laughs> <laughs> Great, I get I get to do a do over. It's a mulligan. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe you can get up in a better way. <laughs> that morning routine, right? <laughs> it's like Groundhog Day. Let's do it perfectly. <laughs> Mohammed, what's your suggestion? Um, um, my suggestion was uh, if if you can't. Uh, talk a little bit about the five hindrances. Uh, 
then because uh, I, I really wanted to tell Alex that he's not missing anything and that's like the, the real thing that he really needs to get is you're not missing anything you're not missing anything the real happiness already is inside right now and so uh, the five hindrances they may be obstructions in the mind things in the background that are going on that make it not easy to see that that is not missing anything the five hindrances just to reflect on it a little bit great idea yeah yeah it's been a long time since i read up on the five hindrances so uh i'll either need to do a little revision or maybe you guys can help me out it's like it's like sloth, sloth and torpor that's always the one that i remember because that's the one that i'm like I'm always like shifting between like, is this sloth and torpor, or is it like relaxation? Like, <laughs> I don't really, I don't is really it, know. Is it sloth or is it torpor? <laughs> <laughs> Feeling more like sloth today, not torpor. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I suppose we could talk about it if we were to talk about it as a spectrum. They were moving in the direction of yeah. sloth, but I think the Buddha meant something quite specific, right? Which is okay. which is where, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, it would be useful for me to go back and revise that and certainly to share it with Alex. So, yeah, it's a great suggestion. Have you read up on that stuff recently? Maybe you can talk to us. The five hindrances, there's uh, the first one that uh, I think it's desire for the world, right? Yeah, desire, yeah. I think it, it's um, uh, the Buddha gives it uh, the image of being in debt. I don't know. You're being in debt. That's the desire behind that was makes it difficult to appreciate the things that we already have. Like, being greedy about things, wanting to acquire stuff and that kind of stuff. Uh, the second one, it's um, hatred, ill will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it can be more and not liking, like you can, you know, people can really hate things, yeah. ideas, hate anyone. Someone can do something bad for you and you hate them. Because when we say hating, everyone will say, you know, I, I'm not a hateful person, I don't hate anyone, anyone, I love everyone. And then suddenly when you are put in, in a bad situation, maybe someone insults you, you start insulting back. And then you start hating. Or even, you know, when you're trying to, you know, use the washroom and the stalls are all taken up. Oh, I hate all these people in there. Ah. <laughs> it's not personal, it's more of a general hatred of the situation. <laughs> Nothing that happens a lot. 
think I mean I think the best thing with the hindrances is like for me is like just identifying like trying to identify like what I'm in right now you know like what what it is and that's that's kind of the most helpful thing that I've I've found personally in my practice in practice has been okay which what is preventing me from practicing something more wholesome you know uh and yeah that's kind of the the best thing that i found with with the hindrances to not and also to not make the hindrances a hindrance which they can be if you get too hung up on the hindrances and yeah <laughs> but yeah yeah. Naturally, a result of good practice, though, should take you out of the hindrances. This is the thing. If you practice like the the Noble Eightfold Path and Seven Factors of Awakening, uh, you naturally are not going to be in a hindrance there. It's my understanding and what I've seen a little bit in my own practice. I don't know if anybody had anything to add to that. Yeah, I think the value always was for me Oh, this is stuff that everyone's been talking about for two and a half thousand years. Nothing special, right? Yeah, when it do, when it doesn't feel so personal, yeah. Alex like that. Hey, Rulaz. Hey, how are you? Good, brother. How are you? Fine, thank you. Happy to see you all. Good, likewise. What's been happening? Work. Uh-huh. How's it going? Finally we were having a, a bit of a struggle when last we spoke. Yeah, I got feedback from the client. <laughs> and they changed up the whole stuff, so I'm stuck in the same thing again. But at least at least now I'm relaxed. So Oh, There's no problem. Yeah. Oh, That's even more important. That's oh, probably yeah. more important. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and you, how are you all? Happy right, New man. Year. We Happy haven't year. seen each other. That's right. Yeah, Happy yeah. New that'd, Year. That'd be sadly unwell. Oh. Just like that sad. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, Dan. Very, I don't know how to say it, low. Yeah. <laughs> With very low um, volume. Oh. I don't know what's happening. I have an idea. Now we can hear you really well. <laughs> yeah, I'm close. You can hear your chest anyway. <laughs> <laughs> How's my pulse? It's still, it's pretty, it's steady. pretty steady. And how's this? Now it's an echo. Now it's an echo. An echo? Yeah. 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 Shit. <laughs> Is there a way to just pump your volume up just for you? How's, how's 
this. It's good as it's going to get without headphones, I think. Yeah. yeah, that's good. That's good. I'll try my best to listen closely. Now, listen, I was actually going to check out soon anyway, Rila. So unless there's anything that you wanted to bring specifically, I mean, as always, you guys can continue after I'm gone. But, uh... Oh, no. Anything No, it's good and clear. Cool. I Great. actually well, I'm gonna check out then, guys. I actually have a. Uh, I'll hang. A, I'll hang around if two. anybody wants to hang around. Yeah, I'll hang around too. Yeah. I've just I, got I here. <laughs> you, but I got a create a little thing that I want to share. It's actually a pretty cool little thing. Um, uh -huh. I've been. I I had a like. I don't know, two or three months ago or something, I had my like the first real uh, Satori experience. I shared it with you, Dan, that same evening still. That lasted for like, I don't know, long enough to grasp it in a way, long enough to, to really feel it for a second. Um, but lately, these last days at times, I've been having like these mini Satoris at times where like at least like for a second or two i was like some something that is not the identity actually realized oh shit this is me i'm, I'm home i've always been home <laughs> and that was pretty cool good thank you for sharing always wonderful to hear about those kinds of experiences yes smile that accompanies and uh, I know if I were a betting man where I would put my money which would be on more of those experiences showing up for you from here on. Yeah that, it, it, it was so nice because there's this effortless knowing in there like and, and a relief like oh man yeah that that was what I felt I was missing for so many years. <laughs> then it's just to, to integrate the experience you know that's the that's the key because like you can have experiences but then what does it affect in your overall daily life right yeah like what is it what does it change and that can be really important to examine especially right after experiences happen you can be very much more open uh, i find uh to change because your mind is open to that possibility. So yeah. it can be a good opportunity now. I'll, I'll, I'll keep that in the back of my mind. <laughs> I've heard something about experiences. I don't know if it was with Namado, but it's like when a child plays into a piano recital that, well, it's the culmination of a lot of stuff, but that's not the end, like it's not the the end of his practice. It's not like, congratulations, you are now the master of piano, but it's like, congratulations, it was fantastic. Like, it's like one time experience and the kid keeps going, keeps, keeps keep, the kid keeps enjoying and stuff like that. Like, it keeps coming, it keeps coming and he gets better and better and better and better and well, the recitals are always better. <laughs> Okay, guys, well, this has been fantastic as usual. Thank you all for helping our brother Alex out <laughs> in his time of need. I look forward to hearing from you all again soon.
Thanks, Dan. Bye, See Dan. Bye. 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 Bye.